Welcome back to the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for the week of April 30th, 2018. This is episode 39. This week, we have injuries galore. Some guys done for the season. Others have just arrived on the scene. Also, we're going to dive into buying and selling hot starts. Should we buy low or drop these players? Um, and at the end, we're going to wrap up with some April awards. And now, entering your ears, your Fantasy Front Office. And around the front office with me this week are Phil and Keith. Todd is out on rehab assignment this week. And in his stead, we've called up Andrew from AAA to join us for this week's episode. Andrew, welcome. Hey. Starting off this week, some notable injury and news. The Dodgers just lost Corey Seager for the year, went on the DL with a UCL sprain, and they've decided for Tommy John surgery. Luckily, recovery is a little better for position players than pitchers. What should guys be looking for to fill that roster void at shortstop? Well, for me, if anyone's dropping Scott Kingery because of his uh, struggles, uh, he's got a three-game hit streak. I'd look for him. He's about 50% ownership last time I checked, and he's eligible all over the diamonds, and I really like his tool, so Scott Kingery's a guy for me. I think if I had to add somebody with similar skill sets that might still be available in some leagues, for me, it's probably Marcus Simeon. Um, he's got off to a pretty well-rounded start so far in this season. He's going to hit for a little bit of pop. He's not going to steal you a ton of bases, uh, but he's going to drive in runs. He's going to score runs. That athletic lineup is, is quite a bit better than what I think we anticipated, and he's probably going to round out into you know potentially a top 12 shortstop the rest of the season. So he's somebody I'd be looking to fill that void with. Well, one guy that I've been picking up in a lot of leagues uh, recently, not necessarily because of that, but just for different reasons, um, especially in on-base percentage leagues, Daniel Robertson. Uh, he's been killing the ball down in Tampa and not really a guy you would think about, but he's got a few home runs this year and a stolen base. Uh, batting 355, he's been killing the ball, so definitely try to look at him. I think his on-base is close to like 500 when I was looking a couple days yeah, it's ago. Nuts. Like, yeah, and maybe that's is. just for the last two weeks. It's close to 500, but anyway, no, no, it was for the year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he he's somebody who I haven't had on the radar until you know I tried picking him up in a few leagues last night and and failed. But wow, what a start to the season. Yeah, and he's only like 21% owned or 23% owned right now. So if you're kind of a deeper league, look out for him. Now his teammate Wendell is also an yep. option there in the middle infield region. Another guy to put back on your radar, Jose Peraza, or is this just smoke and mirrors? Man, I liked Jose Peraza for a long time, so if he's uh, doing this well, I think he's got a chance to stick it out for a whole year. He's only 29% owned, puts him in the same region as Chris Owings. They're both going to provide a little pop, little runs, and a decent on-base percentage. What's funny is I'm looking at ESPN right now. It says 56% owned is what Gliber Torres is right now. So um, what did Keith say? What is it, 40 Three percent of leagues just need to like go away. <laughs> Basically, much. yeah. I'm just making sure we're all on the same page because that's crazy. He's been like 300 already. Like, he's he's come up and he's already hitting very well. So if he's owned in your league, um, definitely pick him up too. All right, the Diamondbacks, the hometown crew, uh, just lost Robbie Ray to the DL with an oblique strain. Generally, with 
his severity. It's about 45 to 60 days. So we're looking at late June, early July return for Robbie Ray. So are there any deep starters that we're willing to talk about here? Harlan Garcia for the Marlins, is he an option in deep leagues? He is. I actually put in a few waiver claims for him yesterday, and the Invitational was one of the leagues that I took a stab at him. Junior Guerrera is another guy who's um, got off to a strong start. Um, there was actually quite a bit of, you know, kind of breakout performances from starters in the past week. So those are two that kind of popped off in my head. A uh, guy I'd throw out there is CC of Sabathia. He's had a pretty hot start season. That's true. Other than his uh, one little injury stint, he's been pitching very, very well. The crazy thing about him is, is he had a really good year last year, but people write him off because he was bad for like the two years before that. One guy that I think has been good, you know, I'm a Cardinals homer, so I'm going to talk about Miles Mikolas. He, he's been doing oh, yeah. really awesome lately. Um, his last couple outings, he's gone three straight seven inning games, so he's getting you some innings and getting some strikeouts along with it. Really good ratios. And while I'm saying that, I'm watching uh, AJ Pollock hit a home run, so go Dimebacks. Nice. Uh, another one that kind of popped off the, the page to me was Nick Kingham for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think he took a no-hitter into the seventh yesterday. Um, when I was reviewing his box score, he threw like 94 pitches, 93 pitches, something like that. But like 76 of them were for strikes. And he had, I think, nine or ten strikeouts on the game. He allowed like one or two base runners. An incredible start by him. I, I don't, you know, I'm not close enough to the Pittsburgh team to know what's, you know, the future of him. But, man, if you're talking about taking a flyer on a guy I mean, with that type of swing and stuff and that control right. that he he showed man that, that that would be one that i i try to take i mean i picked him up in probably three leagues for you know a dollar or less yesterday just putting in claims all over the place just just in case somebody like him kind of pops yeah i watched that game his breaking ball was amazing all right on to the padres they have lost will myers again to injury uh it seems to be a lingering issue with him so where can people look in the outfield does this boost Franchi Cordero? I think he has contact issues, but if he does hit the ball, uh, he hits the ball pretty far and he's fast, so he can steal some bags too. Kind of reminds me, and Keith, hold your ears because I don't know if you like him or not, but rooting into a door, um, kind of his <laughs> kind of profile. With the, he's kind of swinging, swinging, hit for the fences every time, and when he gets on, he's stealing. So uh, a guy I, though in there that just came back was uh, Scott Shebler for the Reds. Yeah, I saw a comp today for Cordero and Yuan Moncada as far as the swing and miss, the speed combo, the the hard hit ability. But I mean, Moncada's strikeout rate I think is like 39% right now, and uh, French cheese is like i don't know 36 34 i mean it's it's high enough to scare the crap out of you but i actually kind of like uh somebody in that padres in deep leagues i like travis janikowski um, and i know that's not a name that everybody kind of recognizes and he's been sitting in the minors for quite a while but it was 2015 or 2016 where he stole a ton of bases hit for a high average scored a bunch of runs and you know played quite a bit for the padres team so um, i actually put in a few claims for him yesterday when i needed some help another guy old man denard span uh I don't know how he's doing it, but I mean, he's got three home runs, two stolen bases, 21 RBIs, and that in that lineup leading leading off. I mean, that's crazy. He's only 12% owned. That's real. Yeah, Man, that's 12% is good for me. I think. <laughs> Man. Well, the Braves have finally called up Ronald Acuna last week, and he's been as advertised. Hasn't he? He's hitting 400 with a home run and a steal, and yeah, he looks pretty good. Wait a second. I thought he sucked because he was in the minor leagues, and he wasn't doing good down there, and so that's why they didn't call him up. Oh, no, the, the Super 2 day has passed. You can, you can talk about him now. <laughs> oh, okay. 
All right. Well, we're going to head into the break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about some of these hot starting players. Has your fantasy baseball team ever caught the injury bug and it cost you your shot at winning your league's prizes? If so, look no further than Rotoshurance, the leader in fantasy sports insurance. Their insurance coverage can save you your league's investments with policies as low as $1.50 a season. Be sure to use the promo code FFO in all caps throughout the season to show your support for the show. Just visit rotosurance.com. That's R-O-T-O-S-U-R-A-N-C-E.com. Simply select your sport, your league's entry fees, and choose the players you want to insure. Don't lose your money this season due to unforeseen injury and protect your team at rotosurance.com. All right, as we've hit the end of April, these hitters and pitchers are off to really hot starts. Some not uh, not exactly household names. And we're going to start it off with somebody we pretty much wrote off at the beginning of the season, Miguel Cabrera, 326 average, 413 on base percentage, and a 528 slug. Is Miggy back? Is his back back? I think ah, is the major that, question. That is, um, and th- and that was me that that wrote off Miguel Cabrera like in every single format in every league. In looking today, there was ten players in baseball qualified hitters that had a 300, 400, 500 triple slash line, and Cabrera was one of them. I think he was the only one that's over thirty four years old or thirty six years old, and that's the major question with him. Like. Yeah, I think when he's perfectly healthy, when that swing is in tune, like, yeah, we can see glimpses like this, but I still don't know if I'm going to buy him, you know, long term. We're 25 games into the season and he's playing well, 942 OPS on the, on the year right now. But I mean, if he went on the DL tomorrow, would any of us be surprised? No, not really. So are you guys selling high on Miguel Cabrera? Uh, yeah, at this point I would be. Yeah, he's 99% owned in Fantrax leagues, and when I saw that today, I was kind of surprised. And I know that's typically Fantrax's deeper leagues, but if you can get a top 50 guy for him, top 50 bad, I think I'm doing that right away. It was two weeks ago you told me that you wouldn't take him in any league except for like <laughs> I still, $1. I still, I still don't know if I am. Like, <laughs> No, I'm just saying now he's hitting 345, and, and he's, I don't know, he, he, you bring up a valid point. If his back is is there, then he's probably going to be pretty good for a couple more years. But if his back is not, then you're probably going to be without a player for <laughs> a good chunk of the season. So, uh, and even when he does play, when he's got the back issue, he did not look great. I mean, last year it looked like he just fell off the face of the earth. So, um, yeah, he's kind of perplexing. But if you had to put a gun to my head right now and ask me to buy or sell with, the way that he's hitting right now, I'm going to buy because I think you can get him at a discount, and I think he could produce those numbers. Now, everybody's injury-prone. You say that all the time. Anybody can be injured, but, I mean, maybe his back's already injured right now, and we don't even know. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys taking rest of the season? Are you guys taking uh, Carlos Santana or Miguel Cabrera? Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera, easily. I'm going to take Santana. Hanley Ramirez or Miguel Cabrera? Miguel Cabrera. I'll go Hanley on that I would lean Hanley as well. And I'm going Hanley too. Jose Martinez or Miguel Cabrera? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Jose. Yeah. 
My problem is, is that truthfully, I don't know if he's going to stick in the lineup at first base. He makes way too many errors. I know this is nothing to do with fantasy, but you know, if he doesn't play because he's horrible at first base, then it has to do with fantasy. So, um, I think he made like three errors in like two games at first base, uh, cost, cost the game both times, basically not great. There's a good yeah. chance that I, I would pick him too, but there's a chance that he maybe moves exclusively to the outfield, and that outfield is pretty stacked. Oh, hold on a second. Miguel Cabrera, day to day. Cabrera is not in the lineup. Um, his biceps. Oh, his yeah, biceps. his bicep hurts. He's been he's been lifting too much. Do you even work out, bro? Breaking news: Miguel Cabrera is day to day. All right, well, let's move on to the next name. It's also a Cabrera, Asdrubal Cabrera. 20 runs, 5 homers, 17 RBI, and a 340 average. Are you buying or selling this hot start? So, so L. I would be reaching out to the owner of Corey Seager and offer a shortstop. Um, yeah, I'd be selling as well. Next up, Hanley Ramirez. 3 home runs. Three stolen bases. He's on pace for that 30-30 and hitting 326. I'm totally here for 2008 Hanley Ramirez. Turn him back the clock. Ten years. So are you buying it or selling? Oh, 100% I'm buying it. He's always been a good hitter. I'm not going to buy the speed. Like, it'll be a week before he pulls a hammy and can't steal another base. But <laughs> I'll buy the the 300 average and the 25 to 28 home runs with good run production for getting on base and good RBIs. Like, and if he gives you 12 stolen bases, like, that's that's a home run. I mean, realistically, isn't he as injury prone as Miguel Cabrera, though? No. Slightly yeah, less. Yeah. Like, but... Miguel Cabrera. Went on the went on the deal like once in a decade. Hanley Ramirez went on the deal like several times. But Miggy's like really getting really close to Pujols territory as far as like not (laughs) trusting his body. Honest to God, I think Pujols is older than what he says he is. I think you're probably right, and I think that he just fell off the face of the earth because of that. He's Um, actually 46 years old right now. Well, I think I think maybe like three years older than what he said he was. What is he currently? 37 or something? He is 38. Yeah, so, so, he's, he'd be so he's, probably like four, he's probably like 44 years old, like to be honest. He yeah, was I mean, the 12. He, he was, was the bald by the time he 12. got drafted. Yeah, exactly. He was actually 18 when they when he, they thought he was 12, and he's breaking, and they're like, man, this guy's this kid is really good. <laughs> he was that, he was that, uh, what was the kid, Ilion Hernandez or whatever that threw gas? Yeah. And they had to convert it over to, uh, from on the Little League World Series, they had to convert it over from like if they moved it back. Like what the conversion weight, like how 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 much time you have to react, what it felt like, and the kid was throwing pitches that were equivalent to 110 miles an hour. Like the kids had no chance. These were like 12 year old kids. It was nuts. But he was like the the Cuban lefty or whatever. Apparently, Fangraphs had an article about Pujols uh, recently, uh, five days ago, six days ago, by Cheryl Ring. And one of the first lines, have you seen the article on BP about Pujols being two years older than he officially says? Would that be enough to void or renegotiate his contract? Well, because like, he's, he's told stories about uh, hitting home runs off of who who was it jose valverde or something like that when he was like 15 and it just didn't make sense because he was like by the time that they were the same age or whatever he would have been 13 if it was equivalent or whatever so it 
it just didn't make any sense at all. So, I mean, for sure, he, he's, I, I truly believe that he's not the same age as what he says he is. Get a DNA test on that and move on. All right, Mitch Hanniger, uh, are we buying his 10 home runs, 27 RBI? I don't know if I'm buying the power, but I'm buying the legitimate uh, contact hitter uh, with definitely some power attached to it. I don't know if I'm specifically buying the 10 home runs. I don't know if he goes out and, you know, jacks 35 or 40 this year, but I think like 28 to 30 would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you think the last year, he had a pretty hot April, uh, I believe, last year, too, before getting injured. You know, he's he shown these flashes, and I think I'd be buying him right now. Um, I wish I had more than just, like, one or two shares of Mitch Hanniger. If you go back to, like, 2015, uh, minor league baseball, when he was with the Diamondbacks, he yep. was crushing then. He All he's done for the past three years, and he's had, you know, injuries and things that have kept him down, but he's basically crushed the ball for three straight years. So, I mean, if he he's able to put together a full season i don't think there's any question in my mind that he is capable of a top 20 outfielder i mean he's basically like uh jose martinez he, he just was never really given a full chance and then when he was he got hurt again and that you know and tommy fam too exactly another, that's another, what I was another about tommy guy. so I, I agree i think that he can be a really really valuable asset this year that being said i just traded him straight up for uh what was it rich hill in a redraft league hmm. well, i actually kind of like kind of like that 12-team league, I mean, you can find outfielders. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, next three hitters, just a quick buy-sell here. David Peralta. So I'd buy. Sell. Peralta is a notoriously a ground ball hitter. He's going to score a lot of runs. He's always going to hit for a high average. He, that's just the type of hitter that he is. But if you think he's going to hit more than 22 home runs, you are mistaken. I think he's got more stolen base on him is really what I was thinking. I don't know. I f- he feels like a batting average, like an empty batting average run scored to me. John Jay type guy. With like he has more raw power, but he just drives the ball into the ground. Like his his home runs, if you look at him, are all opposite field because he puts the ball in the air to the opposite field and he drives it into the ground to his pull side. Like it's just essentially uh, we're not listening to you at all, Jeremy. Now looking at his, <laughs> I I know I know. Looking at this, <laughs> fly ball percentage is up to thirty percent. That's his highest for a career. Um, his home. What run was it last year? Home- uh, it was at 26 and a half. That's, that's a little little bump. His home run to fly ball last year was 12.2. This year it's 23.8. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's not sustainable. Now, his pull percentage last year was 31%. This year it is 28. Give me 40. No. Yeah. Opposite field is 30 on both. He's increased his center percentage from 38 to 41, and his hard contact jumped from 31.2 to 43. This is the epitome of a sell high for me. Like his, he's not going to maintain his hard contact rate with the with the humidor. We've seen what the impact of that is. Um, his home run fly ball rate at twenty something percent, like you said, is not sustainable. He's an up the middle approach, you know, line drive, even ground ball type hitter. Um, the epitome of a sell high for me. But I also thought Miguel Cabrera was done. So I mean. <laughs> All right, Mike Moustakis, uh, other than he just got hit today by a pitch and maybe out a little while. Three uh, X-rays came back negative, according to uh, Roto World. Ah, uh, well, that's a good update there. 302 average, eight home runs. I mean, he's back to on pace for what he did last year in his big breakout with a little more average. Is he a sell high? I'm buying Ooh. two years in a row. Bye. I'm actually not allowed to say anything about Mike Moustakis after last no, year, so I'm just going to pass. It is true. 
I'm actually, I, I'm not allowed to speak on Mike Moustakis, so I'll just hold my tongue on this one. That's why I bought. I'm selling, I believe in his skill set, and I think he'll hit the home runs. I'm just not sure too much on the counting stats. I know he does have 19 RBIs right now, but the lineup besides Whit Merrifield and maybe Jorge Soler, you know, isn't there for the Yikes. Yikes. Keith loves Whit. Anytime you have to say the lineup besides Whit Merrifield and Jorge Soler, you know that lineup is awful. Like can, that. Can I just stop you for one second there? I'm, I, I'm tell me what I'm being triggered tell me what, right now. Tell me what you think Whit Merrifield is batting. Two fifty. Okay, that's exactly right on the button. But but he's three for five today. How many home runs do you think he has? Yeah, three home runs and four steals. I mean, is that not what you drafted him for? Like, I I guess. But you people drafted him like top 50 overall. Like, if you drafted him like 120th, like, yeah, that's great. That's fine. He's probably going to do well. What's his counting stats? How many runs does he have? 11 or something. 12. There you go. And another one today. I don't know. I like, time will tell on, on Wit. All right. So they also got Sal Perez back. And this is an interesting lineup. I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but Roster Resource has them listed as Wit Merrifield leading off. Mike Moustakis batting second with Sal Perez behind him, followed by Lucas Duda. Interesting configuration. Yeah, the Royals lineup makes me want to vomit, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's it's so bad. All right, before we make Keith sick, let's move on to the next name here. Manny Machado, a 361 average, 448 on base, a 676 slugging, nine home runs, 22 RBI, and two stolen bases. Are we selling or buying this Manny Machado? Two words: contract year. Yeah, I'll buy everything that he's doing right now. <laughs> yeah. For the exact reason that Andrew just said. I just want to know what 2017 was. Because he, like, OPS-wise, he had, like, a bottom 30 percentile OPS for, like, the whole season. So why now does he have an OPS of, like, 1,200? Do you think he was pouting because he was still playing third base? If that's the case, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Super frustrating to own him, but I guess maybe that's possible. He's playing shortstop. He's got his, you know, Stella's got his groove back or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. I'm buying because he looks like the best hitter in baseball besides Mike Trout. But, but yeah, like super confusing on why he was so bad last year. I'm happy you said Stella got her groove back because I really just envisioned you with like dreads and then like whipping your hair a little bit back and forth. Just so you know. All right. I take this show off the rails and I'm sorry. <laughs> On, on to the pitching side of things. Sean Manaya, four wins so far, a 103 ERA, 062 whip, and five quality starts so far for the Athletics. Is he a buy now or sell high? For me, sell this comes high. down to the league. Yeah, I could see Andrew, I could see sell high. It comes down to the league. Like if I'm in a league, a points league, there's no chance I'm I'm selling him. Like it's just the, the those stats are too valuable in that league. If I'm in a deep league, there's no way I'm selling him because you need those innings and the ratios are so elite. Um, if I'm in a league where you have you know quality starters still on the you know someone on the waiver wire, I'm selling him high so fast because I just still don't know if I can trust him long term. But you've seen pitchers like this kind of click we saw it with Severino last year and just pitch out of his mind the entire season so it depends on kind of roster construction and then what type of a league you're in my problem is the strikeouts you know just in in a game filled with strikeouts you know his cape from nine just doesn't get it done for me yeah and I'm not really sure about the uh 062 whip being sustainable 
for a, for a full season. He doesn't seem like <laughs> Grinky out there where he had, what was that, the 086 or something like that for a full year. But yeah, I would sell also. All right, Garrett Cole, 173 ERA, 079 whip, and a 13.2K per nine. Are we buying Garrett Cole? As many places as I could at the beginning of the year, <laughs> not at the price he is now. No. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, I'll buy, but it's probably way too expensive right now. Two more names here. Patrick Corbin, 225 ERA, 075 whip, and 12.4K per nine. I would buy him. Yeah, oh, I think cool. this is a guy you can get cheaper just because people expect regression. So I think this would be a much easier buy. Honest question right now. Would you rather have him or one of the other starters in the Diamondbacks team right now? Any of them? Any of them. Well, certainly not Taiwan Walker. <laughs> Too I'll soon. Give you, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Definitely not Robbie Ray either. I mean, I guess I can throw the same joke out. Uh, no, no, I definitely, no, I would take Patrick like with, Corbin. With how he's pitched and a clear path to understanding of how he's been successful. Like we've seen the slider, right? We we can easily identify why Patrick Corbin has been so effective. He's pitched more, more of his slider and he's been, you know, absolutely lights out. So if you have to choose between Grinky and Corbin right now, I, I don't know, man. I, like, like I'm not going to rank Grinky ahead of him necessarily because the long term, like I, I still think Grinky's got it. But right now, if I own Patrick Corbin, I'm not trading him for for Zach Grinky. No, yeah, like, I'm not trading him for for anybody besides probably a top ten pitcher. It's just there's no way he's been too good for too long to start the season. Right, and with with a sustainable path. I do not buy it in that case. <laughs> You're changing your changing your tune there. Well, if I gotta pay top ten starting pitching for it, no, I mean I want to buy him so that I can get some value, not that I'm giving up. I think the value is two weeks ago on Patrick Corbin with all the tweets that Jeremy's been sending out as far as his last like <laughs> his last seven meals, his last seven <laughs> at bats, like his last seven innings pitched. Like I think I've seen a tweet from Jeremy like every few hours on what Patrick Corbin's doing, and it's all been really good. What were his last seven meals? Freaking strikeouts. He's been eating strikeouts for breakfast, lunch, yeah. and dinner. Steak and potatoes. Backwards, forwards, hard sliders, soft breaking balls. So Corey Kluber has been virtually the best pitcher on the planet for the past, I don't know, almost 12 calendar months. Corbin is is higher on ESPN's player rater right now for the season. And he's sandwiched in between Justin Verlander, who also has been the hottest pitcher in the planet last year. So, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 gonna hold on to him. There's no I'm I'm not trading for anything. And Verlander still has his arm. He does currently. (laughs) We just looked at that. Just checking. Where do you check that stat at? Does he still currently have both arms? I think StatCast has something. It's okay. it's newer. It's on the the profile page. Okay. It's under it's under the tab limbs. Yeah. The limbs he, tab. He hasn't started pitching left-handed yet. All right, Aaron Nola. His start, are we buying it, selling it? I personally would be selling. It's mostly due to his K per nine, but I I don't see him sustaining it. He's had a lot of games against the the Miamis of the world and Tampa Bay, which can inflate some of these numbers. I talked about Aaron Nola in the beginning of the year before uh, before draft season, and I said that I didn't like him because of the low strikeout numbers for his career, and I just he wasn't projected to be that guy. And at the end of last year for whatever reason, his strikeout numbers went up, and I said, I still don't believe it. And then now they're at 6.5 for for 9, so um, maybe I was right. I don't know. But those teams that you were listing off earlier were guys that you would think would give you better strikeout numbers. So once he hits you know, a good-hitting team, I, he's probably not getting many strikeouts at all. I'm probably going to be opposite of what I said for Shaman. I, I, 
I had Aaron Nola uh, pegged as a breakout coming into the season, and I still believe that. Uh, the K for nine is pretty ugly, but, but I think it will come up. And you mentioned you know, him facing the Miamis of the world. Well, he's going to face Miami a lot. They're in the same division, so... You know, he's going to have those good starts. All right, we're going to go quick hitter on these. These are all guys that have been having terrible seasons. Uh, Start off with our hitters here. Are we selling them or dropping them? Are they a buy low candidate? Matt Carpenter. Sell, 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 sell. sell. If you can sell Uh, him. I mean, his soft contact rate, 6.7%. I think he's getting unlucky. I know a lot's made about he can't hit unless he's in the lead-up bot, but, you know, I just think he's getting unlucky. I think I'd buy Matt Carpenter, especially if he gets more positional eligibility. Anthony Rizzo. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. That would depend on the cost. Well, he's hitting like a buck 12 right now, so I would imagine it's gone down a little bit. Yeah. Shout out to Mike for that one. Yeah, there you go, Mike. Seeris Davis. No, drop that off your team. Why drop. are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> Keith, are you dropping him or holding on? I, I wish I could drop him, except for I have 19 other freaking players that are injured in the Invitational, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ride it out because... <laughs> My whole team is injured. Uh, but no, I don't I don't want to own him. That'd almost be better off for your team to leave him on the bench. Uh, Scott Kingery. Bye. 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 This may be your last opportunity, by the way. For yeah, sure. he's getting yeah. a lot more playing time. Kettle Marte. So. So. He's, he's just not a good fantasy player. He's not going to steal enough bases unless he hits in the two hole in the, or lead off. He's, he's just not. He's not going to give you enough fantasy assets. Like he's a much better real baseball player. Makes good contact. Hard to strike out. But in fantasy, he's just kind of un- unownable. All right. Ian Kinsler. So. Yeah. I'm going to say the yeah. same thing. Dansby Swanson. Drop. I don't know if you can drop. He's droppable for me. I would drop him for, uh, what was it, Daniel Robertson in a heartbeat. Yeah. Why couldn't you drop him, Andrew? The, you know, I believe the skill set is still there. He, he was a top prospect for a reason, and I know a lot of that has to do with his defense also. But, uh, you know, that Braves lineup with Acuna and Albies, you know, it's starting to look, and Freddie Freeman, it's starting to look like a really solid lineup. And, you know, Swanson could get some counting stats from that. Yeah, over the last week, he's batted a buck 38 with one RBI. And that's after batting like 438 yeah. with nine RBIs. Because, I mean, I wrote about him on Fantrax a few weeks ago, and basically my, my opinion was, I, I don't know that I buy him necessarily, but take a look at him and, and maybe take a flyer because, like you were saying, Andrew, he's the, the skill set's probably there. I'm not convinced he's a good hitter at this point, but, you know, the pedigree is at least there. So if, if, it, if something did click, I'd want to own him, but I'd also want to drop him right now after hitting a buck 30. All right, Bradley Zimmer. He's got three stolen bases on the year. So, I'd buy. Yeah, the stolen bases are the only reason I'd even look at potentially buying. Yeah, so I hope there's still some people that are hyped about him. Domingo Santana. Zerk. Seems to be the odd man out there. How's that board bag going, by the way? Thames just went on the uh, DL, so. Right, that'll shift Braun to first. Braun's going to join him here in a minute. I mean, right now I would probably buy him, though, because the, exactly the reason we just said, Dame's just one of the DL for probably a little while at least, um, and you're going to get a good playing time, and I think that he's got the skill set to produce. These pitchers have been terrible so far. Marcus Stroman, sell or drop? Drop. 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 Luis Castillo. God, I hate my life. Oh, my drop. gosh. <laughs> I guess hold. I'm going to hold him. 
luckily in every league it was between him or Luke Weaver when I was drafting. So luckily I don't have any Castillo shares. So and and I only I only my only shares in a dynasty league where I own him for three dollars because I picked him up for a dollar with the two two dollar increase. So um, I actually had him ranked really far down where people were making fun of me, but I don't look as dumb right now. But I still do own him in one league, and I'm looking at his whip, and I think it's like 1.7, and his ERA is close to six, and I'm like, what the heck do I do with this guy? So I, I'm just I'm just holding on to him for right now, and hoping that he turns it around. He's ruined two of my leagues at least. <laughs> and the terrible, terrible Sunny Gray. I dropped him already. That one was a rage drop. Oh, for sure. And then he and then he goes and throws, uh, you know, six innings of two run ball. <laughs> so of course, Strowman got picked up off waivers, and I think my invitational league for like three hundred and sixty-seven dollars. That's about what Jorge Soler went for in mine. I didn't even <laughs> put a dollar bid in for Strowman, and some dude, maybe it was a girl, bid three hundred and sixty-seven bucks. I think that's you know, what I paid for Andahar. Well, that was. All right, coming up after the break, we're going to head into some April awards and a little middle infield debate here. Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirts. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, kid, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. I CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God. Is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. And as we get ready to close out this episode. We are heading into our April awards. Guys, who is your AL MVP for April? If it's anybody but Didi Gregorius, Didi Gregorius. you're just lying to yourself. <laughs> right? I'm going to say Mookie Bet. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did just hit another Grand Slam tonight. Oh, my gosh. It was Bogarts that hit the Grand Slam tonight. He didn't play. Oh, gotcha. They've hit, what, six, seven this month? And I think they hold the record now for Grand Slams in April. I don't know. I'm looking at fan graphs and the, the player cap. Whoever wrote it said that Mookie could be like the best hitter in baseball this year. It's kind of weird. Wait, who who wrote that He's got a one? chance to be the number one overall player. It, I mean, the, the, we, we talked about that kind of stuff in the beginning of the year. Uh, he's definitely one of the maybe the, the eight guys that can yep, end that's up. That's what I was thinking. You know, like seven or eight guys. Yeah. Yeah. Was that one signed KF? It, it might have been. Yeah. Some some dude wrote about Mookie Betts being possibly the best hitter in baseball this year. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. To check it out. Might have to send me a link. Might have to look that one up. All right. NL MVP. Is this just Bryce Harper? Josh Hatter. Josh Hatter. Yeah. Hater went off for eight strikeouts tonight. Eight strikeouts in two and two-thirds innings tonight. So eight in less than three innings, and that is a major league record? Wow. That is pretty crazy. It gives him 39 strikeouts on the on the season. That's more than a large <laughs> amount of starters, like a really large amount of starters. That puts him right up there with uh, with Corbin. I That's think, uh, we need. We need another graphic on that. Uh, I know what I'm doing uh, later tonight. We'll have a hater versus Corbin graphic. 
Well, I was going to say Ozzy Albies, but I guess I'm still going to say Ozzy Albies. <laughs> so speaking of Gregorius and Albies, um, I was looking at those two today as far as hitting stats, and they're closer in some of their you know extra base hits and low lowish strikeouts and home runs plus steals than than probably a lot of other players. So I'm seeing some similarities in their production, you know, so far this season. And I want I think I already did go on record to say this, but I'm gonna go on record I think again. Um I was firmly wrong about Ozzy Albies in, in the preseason. So a lot of people don't actually say that, but I was one hundred percent wrong. But actually I wasn't because I said he wasn't going to steal all the bases. And he's out here hitting ten home runs instead. Crazy. If you look at his spray chart, like his home runs are not Didi Gregorius, you know, pull home runs. Like he has He's crushing it. Uh, yeah. Power to all fields at 112 pounds. Like <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Wow. Right. It's like D Gordon out there just crushing the ball. I'm gonna start buying just exclusive Braves jerseys the next like few weeks. Like there you go. Get a get a Braves jersey. You get a Braves jersey. All right. So your NL Cy Young Award, who does that go to? Max freaking Scherzer. Yeah, there is no other pitcher. It's Max Scherzer. He was my uh, Cy Young Award and MVP pick for this year. And he's shown it so far. Here's the strikeout totals for the season so far in the games that he's pitched in. 10, 9, 11, 10, 7, 10. Is that good? It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with him too. AL Cy Young. Charlie Morton. See, I think this one's so tough. Charlie Morton is up there, but, I mean, you kind of have a, a three-headed monster in Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Corey Kluber. And, I, yeah. I think it's hard to I think it's hard to crack above them, and I think Cole gets it just because he has the, the pedigree and, and he hasn't actually – like, he took a step forward to be noticed this year. Morton, I think, is still lagging behind in, in the, the household, you know, recognition. Yeah, I'll be honest. I agree with you. I just wanted to say Charlie Morton again on the podcast after <laughs> drafting him in every single league. For sure. And t- tonight, seven and two-thirds innings, two hits, ten strikeouts. Wow. He looks, good. he looks good. All right. Are there any other April outliers, comeback players, surprises? When did Jay Happ become Cy Young? Because his last two games, he's, yeah, I, I faced him in head-to-head, and, and his last two games he did ten strikeouts, nine strikeouts, and seven innings both games, and no walks. There is a great article, I believe on Fangraphs that I read, describing how J-Hap became such a strikeout pitcher. Um, It was a great read, and much like Corbin, there's some pitch styles and usage and all sorts of fun stuff in there. I gotta say, on my uh, Invitational League, I got both of them. (laughs) And I think post- Pick two fifty for both. Wow! Or right around there. Yeah, yeah that means that means your team's in good shape. <laughs> TC Sebastia needs mentioning too. I know I mentioned him earlier, but he, you know, his hot start, you know, is two no one seven one ERA. All right, and this middle infield debate here. So rest of season, who do you have? Didi Gregorius, Jed Lowry, or Xander Bogarts? Didi Gregorius. It's not close. Question: Gregorius. And then the bar's way down, and then the other guys. Jed Lowry, and then the bar's way down, and then Xander Bogarts. I, I ran a little <laughs> poll, and that's exactly how it came out. It was Jed six- Lowry finished higher than in the poll than Bogarts? Oh, yeah. No, Lowry was below Bogarts. 
Okay. They're just not woke yet, Keith. Someday they'll wake up. Yeah. <laughs> he was dra- he was drafted like in the 400s. So, I mean, Bogarts was drafted at like uh, 12th overall, I think. I, <laughs> I, I tried talking as much as I could, but nobody was listening, so. Oh, boy. Well, they're all healthy. They're all on the field. Uh, where can the people find you? Andrew, kick us off here. Uh, at FantasyAge1 on Twitter. All right, and I am Keith. This is at Fantasy underscore Keith. I'm Phil, and I'm at the Baseball Jedi. And I have been Jeremy at Front Office Jer. You can find all of us in our writings, most of it over at our home on the web, fanfrontofficepodcast.com. And until next week, we have been the Fantasy Front Office. Dodgers. Dodgers suck. We're keeping that one. That's totally staying in, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Glad I didn't hit stop. Daniel's going to love that one.